the most trusted voice in professional wrestling. Look at this! More than four decades behind the mic. Plain and simple. With unrivaled success in broadcasting. From ringside to the boardroom, to the New York Times bestsellers list. What an impact! Keen insight with a sharp tongue. And if they're smart, they'll listen. Westwood One Podcast Network presents... The Jim Ross Report with WWE Hall of Famer Jim Ross and now the man himself, good old JR. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to our Slobber Knocker Audio Show. I am good old JR Jim Ross. Thank you very much for sharing some of your time with us here. I appreciate you guys uh, subscribing to our program, and you can do it for free. Uh, and when our new show starts, the Conrad Thompson, who, by the way, I'll be talking to here today. Uh, you'll know that we'll reiterate the fact that to hear our new show, you change nothing. Uh, it will be the same feed that you're getting here with Conrad and I, and we hope it starts next week. More on that later on, but until then, uh, you know, you can join us at the Westwood one podcast app, Apple podcast, Google podcast, Spotify, tune in stitcher, or as I always say, wherever you get your slobber knocker audio, we also love those five-star ratings. I appreciate that. 60 seconds or a minute and a half that you invest in that. We appreciate that. It helps us out a lot. And, uh, so thank you all for supporting our show. We thought we would be ready to go this week. I'll talk to Conrad about that. As I mentioned, uh, elite legal issues, not between Conrad and I, just between, you know, all the entities, there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen. And, uh, I, sometimes you wonder if the left hand knows what the right hand is actually doing, but be that as it may. This matter will be resolved. Uh, it's just legal stuff. It's basic, fundamental, dotting I's, crossing T's, and moving on. Sometimes it's hard to pull a finished piece of work out of a the, the clenched fist of a barrister. That would make them a battling barrister. That's why you should call Jerry McDivitt, the battling barrister. Uh, and those of you know who Jerry McDivitt is, he's the greatest attorney in America. He lives in Pittsburgh and he represents WWE and has forever. Very successfully, I might add. I uh, appreciate you guys following me on Twitter at JRSBBQ, Facebook and Instagram, Jim Ross BBQ. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll have some mailbag questions later on. And uh, as I mentioned, Conrad Thompson is going to drop by today, uh, here in a few minutes, as a matter of fact. And uh, Cody Rhodes is going to join me to give us an update on the uh, AEW talent roster, uh, on, on, from all fronts, uh, and, uh, how they're, how the recruiting is going, things of that nature. As, uh, you know, you were drawn near to the big uh, pay-per-view event in Las Vegas, double or nothing. It will be on pay-per-view and I, and we will tell you how to order it when all the details are, are, uh, finalized, but the event will be on pay-per-view. That's no secret. Should be no surprise. And the exact details and how you can see it globally, no matter where you are. If you'd like to watch uh, all uh, Double or Nothing uh, in in um, in May, uh, we have the information for you. And before we go to what's on my mind, I want to thank everybody at the Steel City Comic Con. Raphael Morphy and I had uh, three great days there, along with Mark Henry. I think Mark was only there two days. Really a good experience, including uh, the live stage show, the panel that Mark Henry and I did together. We had over 500 people in that room. It's awesome. It's really, really a lot of fun. So thanks, Steve Wolf. And I want to thank the Permani brothers for feeding me three days. <laughs> I went to Permani brothers, Raphael and I, three times. And, and had something different every time. 
and loved everything. Really worked out well. Uh, the uh, Permanente Brothers in uh, Monroeville, good stuff. And then we had one, too, near the airport on Sunday on our way back to catch our flights, or my flight. But a lot of fun there. Good talent. The King's buddy, uh, Captain Kirk, was the, was the king of the Comic Con. A lot of Star Trek fans. When he inducted Lawler into the Hall of Fame in 2007, uh, I had this guy named Stone Cold induct me, but that's another story. But William Shatner uh, was sitting there on a couch in this little green room holding area, and uh, I, I, went, I stood behind him because I wanted to see if I could tell how his hairpiece fit. Because you know he's got to ha- have a hairpiece, right? I mean, don't you think? So uh, anyway, I, I couldn't find it. It was so well done. Big money hairpiece. Ooh. It kind of reminded me of that hairpiece that George Costanza had on Seinfeld that time. Uh, but anyway, uh, he, and I met him, and I said, Mr. Shatner, I'm Jim Ross. It was a real pleasure to meet you. Call me Bill. Okay, Bill. <laughs> so all weekend, they they were he was they were hyping him like he was uh, the Rock, uh, and at this Comic Con, you know it's funny. Call me Bill. So you can call me anything you want, just don't call me late for dinner. And here's what's on my mind. One of the big pieces of news in the wrestling business is the WWE's uh, uh, superstar shakeup. I uh, understand the reason for doing it. I, I encourage and endorse doing it, but for some reason it just felt like a awkward process, uh, in, in, uh, and how it was produced. Uh, the announcers asked way too many questions that they should have already known the answers to. And that obviously I'm not blaming the announcers because they're told what to say more often than not. But I, I, it, I felt a little bit, the process, a little bit awkward. The, the reason for doing it, I wholeheartedly, uh, endorse, uh, and, but what does it mean? Superstar shakeup means everything. If you're going to be brand exclusive, but that never happens. So therefore, uh, I would rather see them occasionally, uh, in, uh, introduce some trades. If you're going to do it that way, uh, then do it, you know? But I, I just, I'm not a big fan of the process. I, maybe I'm, I'm it's just my, uh, ego talking could be, I'm not afraid to be transparent. What the hell have I got to hide or be ashamed of nothing. But I know in 2008, the night before the draft in San Antonio, uh, I was told that, uh, I asked if, if the King and I were going to be split up. And the answer I got was, you think we're crazy? We've got Madden and Summerall. Why would we ever split you guys up? I said, okay, good. Thanks. I was hoping it wouldn't happen. Then the next night, boom, I go to I go to uh, SmackDown. I think to be Todd Grissom's sidekick. Are you kidding me? After going from your the Madden Summer All to being the number two, so it was an interesting transition that did not leave a great taste in my mouth regarding the draft. But I still encourage the fact of doing it. Having announcers involved in it makes little sense. The reason I was given was because uh, we were trying to make a favorable impression uh, well, regarding SmackDown and the, and the president. I think Triple H is involved in that as well. Uh, but I was not uh, crazy about it, as you can tell. 
but I wish everybody good luck. You know, it's all depending on where it goes. I see Ronda Rousey taking some time off to allegedly start a family. I think that's wonderful. Uh, people just leave her alone, man. Let her and Travis Brown have a life. Why not? She's earned it. He's earned it. And there's nothing greater in their whole life that they'll ever do than having children. So good for them. Uh, I saw that uh, Mid South, our Mo Mid South uh, wrestling stuff, content, tape, so forth, uh, being on the WWE Network. Thirty-four new episodes of the Mid South Wrestling going to be updated uh, this week. They're going to be from uh, August the eleventh, eighty-four, through August, April twenty-seventh, eighty-five. Interesting. You'll see it's very episodically produced if it hasn't been altered in, in the the presentation process. If it runs concurrently or uh, episodically, you'll you'll feel that. Pretty good stuff. Uh, what else is on my mind today? Oh, uh, the Fight for the Fallen is a big event that AEW is getting ready to uh, promote uh, at Daly's Place Amphitheater at the uh, TIAA Bank Field in Jacksonville. That's going to be on Saturday, July the 13th, for those of you that might be in the area or want to travel to this wonderful event. Uh, free ticket on sale uh, on Ticketmaster is this Thursday. Uh, AEW Fight is the pre-sale code, and then tickets will go on sale to the general public at 9 a.m. Eastern Time this Friday, uh, April the 19th. We'll have more on that. You can count on it. Uh, so uh, I'm going to talk to Cody about uh, SEMA signing. He signed with the AEW. Got to help the Young Bucks get their role going. That's good. Uh, a lot of speculation on the AEW TV deal. Uh, there's nothing to report. Uh, I, I, I am of the belief that that deal is farther along than people are willing and, and are ready to discuss. And I might be wrong, but, uh, that's a very viable product to blame, to bring a, uh, non repeating live sporting event to a network is very viable. That's what they are looking for. They meaning the networks, Goddamn pronouns. So, uh, that should be a, I think that's going to be big. It has to be big. It has to be big. Uh, new Japan uh, coming to Dallas, the opening night of the G one. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, all the top stars are going to be there. It's a good deal. And, uh, they do a great job. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to compete in Mark Cuban's, uh, arena, American airlines center in Dallas. Of course he owns access TV. So, and you know that this content will air on access TV. One would assume at some point in the near future. That's, that'd be a fun one to call. Fun one to call. I always envious these cats that are calling uh, new Japan. It's great stuff. Just like AEW is going to be, uh, somebody asked me at our comic con there in Monroeville about books. My writing partner, Paul O'Brien and I are very busy, uh, moving the stories along and the second book along, uh, we're going to be affiliated with Simon and Schuster on this book, which is, I'm very excited about and very proud to be affiliated, affiliated with such a great, uh, publishing arm. They bring a lot of muscle to the equation and, uh, we'll be able to really promote our book. Uh, and globally, uh, the way that, uh, we need for that 
for that to happen. So I'm very happy about that. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, you can get our book at Amazon.com. And uh, I found one copy at the Barnes & Noble in Norman. <laughs> I don't know what kind of marketing that is. Uh, but in any, anyway, the uh, Amazon's got our book still in hardcover. Not sure when it's going to come out in softback. I haven't heard that discussed. Uh, remember our barbecue sauces at the Ingalls markets throughout the Southeast, I-N-G-L-E-S, Ingalls, and uh, also www.shop.com, which we're very proud to be doing business with, both those companies. I'll be in uh, Las Vegas at the Colorado Alley Club, April 29th through May 1st at the Gold Coast Hotel. Uh, great event. If you ever, you've never been to the Colorado Alley, you should uh, check it out, really. Uh, all those classic photos and, and the little uh, uh, flea market-like area, memorabilia stands, I'm saying all the wrong things probably, but are, it's worth a the trip. Then the banquets on Wednesday night, we're going to honor a lot of famous people. I'm going to be the MC, which I'm proud to be uh, volunteering my services for that. And cauliflowerallyclub.org has all your info. And uh, the banquet is a great event. You'll love it. And uh, just hanging around all the talents and all those, a lot of the older stars love meeting their fans. And it's just a whole different atmosphere than you normally get at an event like this. So it's, it's a great organization. They help a lot of families, wrestling families in need. And they don't go around breaking their arm, patting themselves on the back for doing so. Uh, just a quick reminder, I'll be talking to Conrad Thompson here in a few moments, but I will be in Las Vegas at his StarCast 2 event, uh, hosting an amazing opportunity for to, to have some fun. Thursday night, uh, May 23rd, the Ric Flair-Ricky Steamboat panel, of which I'll be uh, involved. And we'll be talking about their, their three events they had in, in 1989, which, which are three matches. Amazing. Amazing. If you were, if talents would be honest and let their egos be set aside for a few moments, I know it's challenging. They will tell you that the flair steamboat match matches were big influences in their career in some shape, form or fashion. They're that good. And yes, they're as good as Omega and Okada. In my opinion, it's just an opinion. Uh, that's what we do sometimes. We express an opinion. And when you express your differing opinion, I don't go crazy and lash back at you because you didn't agree with me. There's too much of that in wrestling nowadays. Fans on Twitter, social media, Instagram, all that. Some of them, no, no respect. I get called things on there that you know as well as I'm sitting here that they would never say to my face. Because we're talking about ugly words that should not be used in a public consumption. Classless, cowardly little bastards. <laughs> yeah, JR, too much coffee today. Uh, I'm going to be, I talked to Jim Cornette about this this week. He's going to be joining me uh, in the Northern Kentucky area in early June, June 6th, as a matter of fact, at the Florence Freedom Minor League uh, 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 baseball team, Florence, Kentucky. FlorenceFreedom.com has ticket info. Corny and I'll be there signing autographs, taking pictures. Uh, and so it should be a lot of fun. Uh, and I love these, make these appearances at the baseball games. It's a lot of fun. Family affairs. Good deal. I mentioned all the time. I'm going to be in Waterloo, Iowa in July at the Dan Gable museum for the Luthes George Tragus, uh, hall of fame, a piece of business. Uh, love to see you there. Waterloo in July. 
downtown Waterloo. It's like going to Acapulco. Acapulco, Arkansas. No kidding. I like uh, Waterloo's got a lot of history. The first end, I think the NWA was created in Waterloo, for those that might not know. And then finally, I'm taking a, a Comic Con in Dothan, Alabama on October 5 and 6. And uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Alabama Fantacon. Alabama is A L A B A M A F A N A T I C O N dot com. That's the website. You get all the information for tickets and all the good stuff. So there's that deal. There's a big event uh, in uh, Fraser, Michigan, the, the Detroit area, at the Fraser Hockeyland Arena. Get this at Legends of Wrestling Show, Saturday, April 20th. Listen to these names Rick Flair, Brett the Hitman Hart, Booker T, Rikishi, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Tito Santana, and the Nasty Boys, among others. So uh, tickets start at 25 bucks, a hell of a deal. At low L O W Detroit.com. L O W standing for Legends of Wrestling. So check that out. That's a hell of a show. They did really well last year. They had a good big crowd. Get a chance to meet the guys on more a little you know, a very controlled, easygoing uh, basis. So check it out here in the Detroit area. And look for a run in from the Brooklyn Brawler who's celebrating her birthday this week. So there's that. Uh, and also uh Raphael wanted me to uh, mention that uh, the Impact Wrestling team will be in Toronto next week, April 28th, for the Rebellion pay-per-view that's headlined by Johnny Impact versus Brian Cage for the world title. That's going to be held at the Rebel Entertainment Complex. And uh, they'll also be there the next night, uh, Monday, April 29th, taping some television. All that information for this company is at impactwrestling.com. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what's on my mind. You know, oftentimes in this program, I've shared with you uh, many aspects of my personal life. And that includes me talking about my issues with sleep apnea and how the fact that when my wife told my doctor I was stopped breathing at night uh, and I had a sleep test, I had stopped breathing, you know, I think it was 66 times in an hour. That's why I enjoy working with the folks at Purple Mattress. They realize how important sleep is. They understand that we've got to have rest. We've got to let our body regenerate. Folks, if you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you've got to try Purple Mattress. You're probably wondering what the difference is in purple. What makes it different than other mattresses? Well, I can tell you pretty damn easily. The Purple Mattress is probably going to feel different than anything you've ever experienced because it uses this brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. It's not like the memory foam that I was used to. The purple material feels very unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time. So it keeps everything supported while feeling really, really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable. So, it's important to me, it sleeps cool. So here's the thing. Uh, you get a 100-night risk-free trial. If you're not fully satisfied, you can return the mattress for a full refund. It's backed by a 10-year warranty. You get free shipping and returns and free in-home setup and old mattress removal. You are going to love Purple. And right now, for our listeners, you'll get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to all the free gifts, great gifts, that they're offering site-wide. 
Just text JR to 84888. The only way to get this free pillow is to simply text JR to 84888. That's JR to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Boy, this guy's busy, ladies and gentlemen. As I say many times, busier than a fruit merchant selling his wares that uh, perish quickly on the side of the road. Cody Reynolds, Cody Rhodes. See, I can say whatever the hell I want on this show because I can't get sued, I don't think. But Cody's with us. How you doing, buddy? I am. Uh, I'm doing really great. I think you, you're free. You've got that uh, <laughs> that luminary status. You say, say it however you want. I've been okay. pushing the envelope with it, too. You can't. I mean... It's it's Cody Rhodes, man. What what do you know? Like, yeah. What what was anybody going to do about that? They you uh, can't take that away. They already uh, know. You're the grandson of a plumber, man. That's right. A a, <laughs> uh, a non-union plumber who was <laughs> yeah. actually much more successful than Dusty would always have you believe. He was he he was doing damn good, and the whole they were on the dusty roads, all that. Some of this tale. That the dream tells about the upbringing. If you hear my mom tell it, it's a very different tale, but it's very funny. You know him. Oh, uh, yeah. A hyperbole <laughs> artist. I love him. Still love him. Uh, still got his phone, my, the number in my phone. Still have his birthday circled on my calendar because it's, it's right next to my anniversary with Jan. And, and it's the same weekend of the OU Texas game. Or as he would say, correct me, no, no sooner, that's the Texas OU game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it was always fun. Uh, how are you going from a talent? Now I know you've been around the business. Obviously, we all know that for your entire life. Uh, your dad casts a large shadow. You're smart enough not to try to fit yourself into his shadow. You're creating your own shadow. How are you responding now and reacting to the, the rigors of uh, building a talent roster? I I think I'm responding. Uh, ideally mainly because this is my dream job this this uh this position of management and this position of leadership is my my dream job and i get a lot you know every day from the memories i have and the the wrestling knowledge that i had you know coming from dusty i i like to tell people when they perhaps get a little skeptical or concerned i i've you know been talking about wrestling at the the breakfast table since i was four years old with the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, who's, you know, not one of the greatest minds in the in the business. And then I went, and I I got as many other minds as I possibly could. I got to work for Vince for for a full decade, full time, not missing a single live event. I gotta I gotta be with him. I gotta be with Triple H. And I I feel like I've got one of the best wrestling educations out there amongst my peers. So this job, I just I'm I'm loving it. Um, and all that said. You know, all the things, dusty this, dusty that. I got my mama who, if you, you know, you've met Michelle. She's she's a her. disciplined, you know, Ebor City. Uh, she's you know, work ethic like like nobody else's. And that was, that was what I get the most from her. And I think that's what I apply more Michelle Runnels, Michelle Rubio to this job than I do Dusty Rhodes because she just – she she cracked the whip. I mean, in a really disciplined way on on what it means to have a job, how, how special that is, and and what it means to be really good at your job. And you know that's that's one of the biggest things. I always like to call and tell, hey, I did this, 
hey, we did this. The team's going to have this is going to happen. And just to hear her, her marginal level of excitement that makes you always want to be like, well, I'll, I'll pop her eventually, you know, I'll, <laughs> something will get her. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, when I, my goal when I went to WWE was far from running the talent department, but it just evolved into that, which is the best thing that happened to me because realistically it gave me a longer, uh, job security. And I think to work there 26 years for, for the, for Vince and family, it can be daunting. And, uh, so I, I felt very successful, uh, that I got to build my own department and somebody sent me a tweet the other day, by the way, at JRSBBQ on Twitter is, uh, and said that they don't think that some of our classes are going to get the credit they deserve because some of those talents that we signed back in the early 2000s are still made, still the major names they use at pay-per-views. Sure. You, you know, and so the, the, the key element I'm trying, I guess I'm trying to point, I'm trying to make here kind of evasively is the fact that building a strong talent roster that has great chemistry and character. So you're not all the time having to, to, to discipline people. You know, the worst thing to do is have a company where you just don't feel like the shit going to work. You know, I don't, I don't like negative atmosphere, man. You can't have that. You can't have, we can't have that. We're not going to have it obviously, but, uh, I'm excited about this whole new thing. Are there any new talents that you have signed or have committed to you that you can publicly talk about that added to your, your original list? Well, I know that, um, you know, from a talent number, I think we're, we're nearing, uh, about 40 uh, talents uh, under under a certain type of contract with us. So there's more talent than a lot of people know because, you know, we're slow and steady on our road to double or nothing on May 25th, and, you, you know, we don't want to just put a splash page out of everybody. You know, we want we want you to slowly learn about them. That's a big thing for me. I, the road to double or nothing series that I put on the Nightmare Family YouTube channel and the one that we announced your arrival – but even people who know you so, so well for so many years, I, I still I still want to treat it like it's everyone's very first day. Tell me who this is. And that's that's especially helpful to the guys you know, these, these younger guys. Just recently, me, Christopher Daniels, um, Matt, Nick, Tony, Kenny, we all decided we wanted to go on what I call a hoss hunt. A, uh, we wanted to look at some guys over 6'2", some hosses. It didn't, mm-hmm. They didn't have to be, you know, big bodybuilding types, but you know what I'm looking for, yeah, right? And yeah, um, yeah. I think we, we've we got a few. Uh, I can mention that uh, Michael Wardlow from Pittsburgh, who's uh, up and coming on the independent scene there, he's somebody we've looked strongly at. We, ha- we haven't fully committed in terms of a long-term deal, but we're definitely – looking to give him an opportunity at AEW. Uh, a guy named Luchasaurus from the West Coast scene, who's a big old hoss himself. Same thing. We went on this hoss hunt, and, uh, and we, want to, uh, we want to find some, some big boys. Because you can't, you can't replace that, if that makes any sense. You know, when you see some, one of those guys or one of those girls in the airport that's physically Turn your head. That's still, that's still part of wrestling, and big, that, big that going to the circus, seeing something, damn. What do you do? You know what I'm saying, and uh, that, I think uh, I think it's something that's going to help us because we've got a great young and light heavyweight roster going at the moment. But to, to add that buffet of uh, a uh, 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 big, bigger, little, the whole deal, I want it all. I, I couldn't agree more with that. Size has always been a fascinating uh, marketing tool, and the old "I made you look" theory. 
as antiquated as it sounds from the P.T. Barnum days, still is applicable. Uh, we yeah. men do it uh, uh, when we see a beautiful woman. Uh, we do it when we, you know, it's like getting on the airplane. The first thing I look at getting on the airplane is what do the flight attendants look like and who am I sitting by? And so then you see a real good looking woman in row three and you see one that's about my size in row four. And I'm thinking, Oh God, I'm in row four. And I could have been in row three with this little, <laughs> you know, just to make the trip a little better. My point is we all turn our heads at things that are, that we perceive to be really good, beautiful, sexy, tall, athletic. Who's that big bastard? That kind of deal. And, right. uh, Bill watches. And I used to walk down when we had to walk down the DFW terminal when we were flying places, generally to Shreveport. And he would look, he looked, he people watched. And, and, and even though he was a, a dirty old man, sometimes like we all are occasionally, uh, in a nice way, I say, folks, a cowboy was looking at these guys. He was, he was scouting bodies that he liked or was intrigued by. And he didn't know if they had any abilities or not. But he'd meet him and hell you, hey, I'm Cowboy Bill Watts. And, you know, so you do a lot of gym work, you know, whatever. He liked talking about heavy weightlifting stuff. But he yeah. never, my point is, Cody, he never stopped looking. And that's kind of rubbed off on me. I never stopped looking for talent. Yeah. I like, you know, I, uh, I was asking uh, in Pittsburgh over the weekend, which is a wonderful experience I'll tell you about. But I, uh, people asked me about Josh Barnett. They asked me about Jake Hager. They asked me about uh, oh, Harry yeah. Smith. As you think we'll ever see them in AEW, I said, guys, that's above my pay grade. I don't know, but, uh, I can tell you that if given the opportunity and those guys are available, unless there's something about them, I don't have any idea about, uh, they're kind of, they fill a void somewhere down the road. Right, 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 right. So anyway, there's, there's talent out there. There's talent out there. You know, we saw that, that raw, the Monday night shakeup gimmick, uh, wasn't crazy about the format of it, uh, Sometimes the announcers can be too stupid. I understand that we shouldn't have all the answers. We should always ask more questions than provide answers for, but God dang, man, it was, it got to be disconcerting. And, and that then anything that you do to your audience to make a disconnect, bad music, bad matches, bad punches, bad booking, bad promo, whatever, anything you, we do to create that disconnect is, is a bad thing. It's right. We don't help nobody. We're not helping ourselves or anybody else. So, uh, have you uh, had a hard time saying no to some of your buddies that won't work? I used to have that issue. I don't know if I've had a hard time saying no as much as I've been able to say the door the door is unlocked. You know, it's it's kind of up to them to to kick that door down. And and the best example of all that is when I left WWE. I did that full year before I fully signed on for one one year with Ring of Honor. I did a full year where I went to every indie under the sun, the best ones, the 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 worst ones, the most niche popular ones, the most mom and pop popular. I did all of that, and it was that that's the type of thing that kind of helped me gravitate towards Matt and Nick, and then getting into New Japan and the the first Tokyo Dome show I did, and, and things of that nature. So people know me and how much uh, I didn't rest on the idea that I was a WWE guy. I didn't sit on that. I didn't mm-hmm. rest on the idea that I was, you know, Dusty's son, Gold Dust's brother. I didn't sit on that. So people know when they ask me, hey, w- what opportunities exist? All of the opportunities exist. But that's my, that's why my saying is what it is. You got to do the work. And I yep. mean, I, 
I swear by that. And then my wife is the same way, man. This you have to in this in this era of entertainment in general, content is king. It's no longer oh, this great show's coming on and it's got a great marketing appeal and it's all marketing, all marketing, all marketing. Now the sizzle and the substance, they have to match. Otherwise you get a million drop-offs or you get a big drop-off. And we, we, we want our sizzle and our substance to match. So to answer your question, it hasn't been hard to say no because most people know to not, to not ask unless, they, unless they're out there doing the work. It hasn't been hard for me yet. Are you surprised? Because I was uh, mildly that there were so many talented women that were available for AEW to sign, uh, considering the volume of females that WWE has locked up and other companies as well, uh, that, uh, utilize the, the, the female gender in their storylines. Uh, I was a little bit surprised pleasantly. So that there were, there are as many available talented women as there are, you know, I'd say I was surprised, and then I was—I guess I was surprised that I was surprised. If that makes any sense, I—I I should have known as this as this women's revolution has been happening in terms of of their place on the card, their place on the payroll, and 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 the deserving stars that that exist there. I I'm every day. There's something cool because you know Kenny Omega. And Brandy, they really wanted went on a full world tour, and some of the Joshi, some of the the uh, the Japanese uh, wrestling talent that are coming to join. You know, Shida, we just announced um, last week. Uh, I, I was just in Winnipeg with Kenny, watching uh, a whole a whole another list of Japanese specific female wrestlers that were just freaking blew my mind. Um, oh sturdy as can be too i mean some of these shots look like they were taking people's heads off just just violent in a good way you know and uh yeah, yeah. i mean i'm excited and i like to i like it i like everything you know i've i've always been a wrestling fan i've always been a wrestler so every era i like it i like everything i like pure sports i like i like great sex appeal i like everything so it's fun to see them match up you know where Kinney's recruits and Brandy's recruits and where they come in. And I'll say we've had a lot of eager men to come and join the fray, but more than, more than, more than the men, the, the most knocks on our door and to this, to your original point have been uh, from women on the women's wrestling scene. And it's been a really, a really wonderful thing to be able to check some of them out. Some amazing, uh, amazing talents. If you were giving a percentage, how much of a percentage would former WWE talents uh, in an ideal world would comprise your roster? My take on that is a lot of the guys you've got committed thus far that have been announced are not WWE people, quote-unquote. doesn't mean there can't be somewhere down the road because you're not going to turn down anybody that's going to help the company, help the team. You know, they play, they can play. Uh, but yeah. you're, you're, that's not your, just, that's never been the goal. Has it? No. And I, I mean, I'd honestly kind of jokingly say it, it's currently about 5%, you know, and I'm talking, you know, Chris Jericho, Jim Ross, Cody Rhodes, it's, it's, it's may, a few others, maybe. Um, it's, uh, it's not the same, you know, having that equity with WWE is wonderful, but like we were talking, it's, you've got to, 
be able to cut it and, and, and meet the standard that people have for their actual bell-to-bell contest. And, um, you know, that, that number might increase. Um, there being this opportunity that exists for the boys and girls to make more money uh, here or there or wherever, and for the boys and girls to have options. So that number may increase. Like you said, if they can play, yep. um, they're going to play. But right now it's it, – it, the recruitment was more about, I use the term tier one, and I always expect everyone to know what I'm talking about, but really it was more about freshmen, you know, if that makes any sense. I want to build mm-hmm. a, a new class of guys. I, I, I've been there before when I felt like nobody's got my back, nobody's my ally, and I don't, don't want to get into, like, sour grapes over it, but I know that that's one of the things I look forward to most once we really get into the schedule is the fact that these new fresh faces take Darby Allen, for example, who we just announced. I don't want them to feel like they were set up and that was it. I want them to feel like they were set up to win. They were set up to succeed. And then they went out there and they hit it out of the park. So yeah, you know, WWE at the moment, I'd say 5% of the, the current makeup and that may increase, but right now it's a lot of faces you've never seen, and uh, a, a lot of people you'll be real surprised when you do see. When you uh, you, you guys uh, uh, talk, do you talk co- consciously about the Asian element factored into the roster because of the success that the Bucks have had, and yourself, certainly Kenny. You know, Kenny was the king of that brand for a while at New Japan. Sure. Does that? Uh, how, how much does those experiences play on who you may hire? Because I saw, I think it was maybe this morning, where you you, you signed a, another Japanese athlete, uh, good-looking kid. Uh, I can't remember his name. So, Sima? So, yeah, Sima. That senior moment. Yeah, Sima, you know, Sima been around. Uh, he's got a great – he's a veteran guy. He's a Dragon Gate career. He helped Matt and Nick get their start. To, to your, to your um, question, I expect – that's one of the best things about this. People can joke about the four-man EVP team all they want, but that's my favorite part of it, is that we are all picking from different worlds and different. we have different mindsets. We just made that decision. Around September of last year, we made that decision that we were going to stick together. We were going we to be a band, and, and bands fight, and yeah, all that. But we, I have an open mind. Um, Wrestling is not what it was when my dad was doing it. It's not. I mm. love that era, and there's so much you can learn from it. There's magic in it. But it's also becoming this whole new thing that I think the, the four of us and Tony um, have our finger on the pulse of to some degree. I hope we do. And, yeah, for sure, in, in terms of the, the Japanese market, in terms of the Chinese market with uh, OWE uh, and their kung fu element that they bring I mean, because these are legit masters of Kung Fu. It's not a gimmick. Um, and that Japanese market, I expect a lot of that will come from Matt, Nick, and Kenny because they spent a lot of time. I mean, Kenny, Kenny is just now adjusting to being back in Winnipeg after having lived in Japan for so long. I mean, he's, he's the man in Japan. And, um, and Matt and Nick really just, they had touched an entire audience over there. So, yeah, I, uh, I, think, I think you'll probably see a large percentage uh, from that portion of the world, for sure. It's a positive influence. It strikes a core to being something good because their brand is very strong. And I, I enjoyed, uh, 
I never got the true feel other than three uh, opportunities when uh, the brand came to California to do those shows in Long Beach and the Cow Palace, but I never got to experience the opportunity to broadcast live from a uh, big event like Wrestle Kingdom. I did one. Right. I did Wrestle Kingdom nine uh, awkwardly uh, as it worked out uh, from a production standpoint. I'll tell you that story someday. But nonetheless, I, I would like to have gone over there and called some matches. I love the at least product. I like the fact that these guys normally don't try things they can't execute well and that they do uh, engage in a higher than normal level of physicality. They yeah. lay their stuff in and there's, there's bodily contact. When somebody tackles somebody uh, or somebody gets speared or somebody or shoulder, there's contact. You can see physicality. And for all of us that love wrestling, that's a huge issue working snug and working safe, but give me yeah. some physicality. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you've seen the young lion system that new Japan has and the regulation of moves they can do at the beginning. And when they do their young lion shows and, and the way they learn the cult, the culture specifically in Japan, who man, just so respectful. And so, so, so true sports, so true sports. I'm, I'm a much better wrestler and I'm a much better person for having been able to just do the the you know few Japan shots I did because it, it's just a different it's a different outlook on the industry and you, I, I don't like being in any bubble I, I never liked being in a WWE bubble I never liked being in a New Japan bubble or a Ring of Honor bubble I just I like the all the wrestling bubble I like the one we all fit in you know Yep, me too, man. Uh, and uh, I'm so excited about this opportunity. The, uh, the days are running shy of what's left between now and Memorial day weekend in Las Vegas. Yep. We don't have to sell tickets because the tickets are sold out and we're sold out immediately just about when it started. <laughs> uh, so we can't hike the tickets. Uh, I know Conrad's events going to be huge. He's put a lot of time and effort into bringing more people to the, uh, to Las Vegas to share in what our, our excitement. So, uh, are you, have, how many times have you rewritten your show? <laughs> You know what? None. We uh, we've never actually rewritten it as much as we move one thing. Yeah, I'd say once or twice we made some revisions. Yeah. But we've wanted to do a certain type of event for quite some time, and that's what we've had down. And hey, if we can move this around, or if we can add this backstage. I mean, these baby revisions that are exciting and they give somebody else a new opportunity to go get over. I'm all about it. But we've actually moved on to, I don't want to, you know, sound cocky, but we've moved on to writing more than just Double or Nothing. We've moved on to the next series of shows. And uh, you mentioned the you know, event being sold out. In the next few weeks, I'd imagine you'd find out about all the places that you can watch Double or Nothing. So that, you know, we get that question a lot and we're, mm -hmm. you know, we're 39 days away, whatever it may be. But, uh, I think in the next few weeks, you'll, you'll have an answer and that's on an international and on a domestic level on where exactly you can catch double or nothing. I think people will be excited about that and some of the announcements in the next few weeks and you'll be part of them. I mean, you're, you know, you know, you know, you know, as well as I do, some of these announcements in the next few weeks are real, real special. And I think they're yep. going to mobilize people you know i get wrestling fans who feel like they want to be excited but they don't want to be too excited 
<laughs> I feel like I, I give you permission to be as excited as you can possibly be because nothing like this has happened in wrestling in quite some time, um, and we don't intend to screw it up. Well, no. we, 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 you know, I was talking earlier with somebody, and they said, you know, average, average don't cut it. You know, we our first out outing, you know, can't just be okay, and mm-hmm. none of us. There's such a care brought into this because it's we're riding the damn show, but we're also in the wrestling ring. Like that's gotta, it's gotta be perfect. Yeah, and you can't let your creative efforts and your energy, your creative energies, uh, take away from your bell to bell performance because right. at the end of the day, uh, they appreciate the effort of writing, they appreciate the effort of producing, booking, but what they really appreciate is a, some kick ass in ring action. That's what they came for. That's, that's the base of what sold the tickets is the thought of seeing some amazing athletes perform at the highest level in a very motivated state. And that's what I think that we're going to have from everybody involved from top to bottom. Hey, I saw you, uh, you signed, uh, Jennifer Decker to be, to do some, I got, I'm assuming some backstage interviews or whatever. Uh, she's really a great talent. Yeah. Jay Decker is going to do, um, so she's going to host the weigh-in at StarCast. She did last year. We had a very fun weigh-in, and me and Elvis weighed in. I think this year Hangman and Pac will weigh in. Um, she hosts that pre-show presser. But also I can go ahead and say she's uh, she's going to be doing um, backstage, you know, backstage interviews and uh, uh, social media elements for us for Fight for the Fallen in Jacksonville. So she's, uh, she's somebody because, you know, it's hard to – lock everybody down when you only have, you know, your three or four outlaw shows. But as we prepare for a more consistent schedule, as we know, um, uh-huh. you know, she, I, I value her a lot. I, she was really helpful last year when we ran the all in press conference in that warehouse at one hour tease. And we were looking for somebody to host it. And she was the first person to raise her hand. And I'm like my dad in that way. If you were somebody who came to bat for us, we will also go to bat for you. Yeah. That's what she, that's the world. If it's, if it's yeah. run, right. Uh, but I, she, that's a good hire. I think she's really good. I saw Justin Roberts is going to be the ring announcer. Uh, he, yeah. he's a, he, he does a really good job. Uh, yeah. he might wear your ass smooth out on TV day, but he is a very intelligent, uh, highly motivated kid who has talent and a good young look. So he, you win there and you check all the boxes. Yeah. And, and Justin had mentioned something really helpful. Remember, we don't we don't have a lot of guys who from on a production side like hey who's going to be you know you know working with uh to get people into this office or to get this organized a lot of these utility jobs and Justin yeah, offered yeah. his services on a lot of all utility elements and he has the experience yeah, yeah that's yeah. one of the things where that WWE experience really does help he has it so I like very that. Con- yeah very conscientious kid Cody real conscientious he'll do a good job I just. Uh, he is a super fan still, and that, there's nothing oh, yeah. wrong with hiring super fans to be working your company. In my view, I used to always wonder about this cause I ran into a lot at WWE, uh, cause I'd have people come to me on the executive committee that wanted me to talk to them about what is now, what are we doing here? What is wrestling? What is WWE? What right. should I know? What, what should I not say in front of Vince? Right. Uh, well, and, and so I always wondered, I wonder why. I wonder if MLB, Major League Baseball, would hire people to work in their office that didn't watch the game, understand the game, or care about the game of baseball. Sure. So I don't. I wouldn't. I'm sorry. No. I wouldn't. But, you know, whatever. I think when people say, like, oh, they, you know, this, such and such is a big fan, and then 
that I don't know how that turned into a negative all of a sudden. Like everyone <laughs> who's in this group should be a big fan. Yeah. And also, you're instantly rubbing people the wrong way if you don't know your players. If you don't know your, you know, that's that's a big uh, a big thing. I, I can't. We don't have anyone who hasn't. Uh, the, the few people we have, maybe in publicity, and the few people we have who didn't, who worked outside of wrestling, who have joined have learned everything about everybody and they, they, they know the flow of what we're doing. And then a, a few of the contacts we absorbed from the, the uh, Jaguars department, um, they, they love wrestling. So they, they get this. That's yeah. I, it'd be real hard for me to, to want to say, Hey, here's a gig to somebody who has no interest in this or, you know, doesn't know the players, especially in the startup stage. I, uh, I agree. Yeah. It's going to be so much fun, man. I, I'm uh, energized, yeah. excited. Uh, going to, I'm going to, you know, uh, somebody said, no, JR, don't be your normal combustible self. I'm not, I'm older, I'm more mature. I promise. Uh, but <laughs> I, I just know that my job, if I do one thing really well, other than telling your stories is if I can convince the younger talents and any talents there, cause they're all going to be younger than me that how important this time of their life is and to not take this opportunity for granted, because quite frankly, I didn't ever think this would come along ever right. to, to be honest with you. And I've been around right. a long time, uh, but it has. So I hope everybody will realize it's got a, got a, a hand on the shovel here or a, or a hammer or, or whatever that we're all in the same to roll our sleeves up and go to work. But this is the greatest time of some of these career your careers. This yeah. this establishes everything, the chance to establish everything, legacy, financial, security for your family, for yourself, is yeah. never been better. So that's one thing I'm excited. Hope to share my enthusiasm with the, with the younger guys and and be a mentor to these guys. That means a lot to me. Uh, it means a lot to me to hear it because that's a that's that's a hundred percent one of the things we will need you know um it existed for me because i had a circle of people around me but like you know i was born into the business and that was something that actually Randy Orton told me right as i left ovw to come up to tv and debut on monday night raw it was, it was something about the segment time or the, the booking of it not a complaint but just a just a um a tinge of frustration mm-hmm. and i remember him telling me that and that's you know, I'm sure he probably heard it from you at some point, but that was literally said, this, this will be the most fun time in your career. Yeah. It's time where you justify being a pro wrestler by financial security, by, uh, by home run segments, by, by literally going from not having many fans. And then all of a sudden you, you go to the airport and you're known and you have fans. What a great, silly awesome unbelievable thing to happen that's the whole job is is for someone to give a shit right so yep, exactly. yeah um i agree man it's gonna be a great journey my man it's gonna be a great journey i look forward to seeing you in a few days uh there yep. in atlanta for do a little work and uh uh i'll learn more about aew what's going on i'm, I'm uh I, I purposely stayed i didn't know you had 40 guys committed on the roster or approximately I think that's awesome. And I don't think most people probably knew that there are that many committed. Yeah. Uh, it's a, I'd say we're nearing, we're nearing 40. We're just maybe just shy of it, but it's, this was a, it's more large than just social media and a simple tweet. And some of the, you know, right now 
says, we haven't even taken a bump yet. And that first bump's May 25th. But Matt, Nick, Kenny, myself, Tony, a lot of people, Brandy, we, we recruited big because that's the resource is wrestlers yeah. to do the Jericho, wrestling. So, Jericho, yeah. Jericho and Omega is a dream match. Oh, yeah. That's big time. And uh, whomever you're wrestling, I'm sure it's going to be interesting. You're not going to allow yourself to be to book yourself with a with a fish, so you'll be cool. No, no, I was either <laughs> I was either not I was either not going to work at all uh, and and sit there at that uh, at the monitor and then yeah. produce and direct, or I was going to go out there and, uh, and and you know that's one of the things I like. Again, people kind of think the four EVPs thing is silly. I don't think it is at all. We like to compete with each other in a real positive way. I've yeah. heard Nick Jackson tell me when I had the crowd in the palm of my hand, he said, this pisses me off. I'm going to have to go out there and do the same. You know, like he, it fired him up and, uh, that's how we all feel. Great motivation comes from a lot of sources. And, uh, you guys are pushing the right buttons right now. Expectations will be so high. I'm excited about that. Uh, there's a lot of pressure on all of us to deliver and not disappoint our audience. It will be on tele on pay-per-view ladies and gentlemen, uh, a double or nothing details and how to get it. All that stuff's coming soon. You'll bet your sweet ass you'll hear a lot about it, and uh, you're going to want to watch it because you can't get a ticket. So, anyhow. Hey, uh, thanks for jumping on on short notice. I look forward to seeing you and uh, continuing our conversation. Yes, sir. I, uh, I'll, see you in a, I'll see you in a few days, and we'll, uh, we'll get rolling. All right, buddy. Appreciate you. Thank you, Jim. Very bright kid, man. Uh, he's got it. He's, got, he's the old man. Uh, he's a... Uh, He's just got it. He's got the natural feel for the game, does Cody Rhodes. And I really appreciate him saying something about his mom, Michelle. Being a wrestler's wife forever, especially a high-profile wrestler in an administrative role and a performer's role, is not easy. So I really respect that kid for mentioning his mom. She's a great person. So I'm going to see Cody this week uh, for a couple of days there in Atlanta. Get a little practice work in, see how things go, and uh, maybe I'll get to say hi to his mom. But always good to talk to Cody Rhodes. Uh, he's a he's going to be uh, in for the biggest year of his life, and it's up to everybody involved to make sure that we all bring our A game. I damn sure am. Uh, so there's that, and uh, my thanks to Cody. So let's take a look now. You know, Slaver Rocker of the Week to me. I, I looked at all these candidates, and there's a lot of deserving. Always, people that need a you know an attaboy, a girl. But man, I'll tell you, based on uh, winning the Masters, how do you go elsewhere other than Slobber Rock of the Week goes to Tiger Woods? I used to think Tiger was winning the Slobber Rock of the Week every week when he's married to that that beautiful blonde Swedish lady that his, he had his children with. They're beautiful kids, by the way. But look at her, oh, LT Gray. What were you thinking? Uh. So, but Tiger Woods is the slobber knocker of the week. Having that many back surgeries in a game that's so much about the, your torque of your back and, and the timing and, and, and how that, that, the strain of the back is never ending as a professional golfer. Uh, it's pretty much just amazing. It's a miracle. And the fact that to maybe, and I think more importantly, that he seemingly has cleaned his life up. He's not living on damn ambient, which I can tell you from experience will kill you because it damn near killed me. Uh, and so the ambient had to go. He cleaned himself up. 
He seems to be living a, a good life. Uh, you haven't heard his name on the police blotters or any, any, uh, salacious headlines. So you only can hope that tiger is finally grown up. And he's not going to be making childish mistakes again. He's a role model for a lot of people, but he's a big role model for that little boy hugged, uh, after the masters. You might want to think about that, but in any event, congratulations to tiger woods. Slobber knocker of the week. Apparently they have a pet raccoon that got into their mess. Hey folks, you know, it's a uh, grilling season. It's that way for me all the time. I've built that outdoor kitchen, a little roof over my patio, got my grill out there, the big TV, all that good stuff. Uh, nice, comfortable chairs, even a couple of recliners. Oh yeah. I'm farting through silk with that thing, baby. I'm living it. Uh, so it's grilling time. The reason I mention it, you know, I sell some barbecue sauce and ketchup and mustard, and we have the best seasoning that I, I, I believe you'll ever have. It's worth trying a bottle to see if prove me wrong, as they say. www.shop.com has our products, and so does the Ingalls Markets, over 200 of those fine stores. Uh, and I think uh, I'm supposed to talk to – I'm trying to get it in – here's the amazing thing. There's got to be a grocery store chain – in Oklahoma that would like to carry some made in Oklahoma products. I can't connect. I can't get that connection made. And so maybe I got to look outside my own little purview and, and, uh, give somebody a piece of the action to get us on some shelves. I'm willing to do that too. So at any event, uh, com and uh, Ingalls markets have our products. We thank them so much. We sold every bottle of everything that we had. Uh, at the uh, Steel City Comic Con. Everything, Raphael loaded an SUV with product. He went back with a couple of boxes of pictures. We had a great weekend. People were buying the sauces, the the, the seasoning. It was just a, it was a pause for celebration because the reason I push the sauce and stuff so hard, folks, so you know, and full disclosure, is about more than just making money. It hasn't made a lot of money, but it was a, it was a project of passion and love for my mother and my wife. The least thing I can do is to do what I can to keep it alive. That's why we have our, our, our condiments. They're they got great recipes. They're made for love. My mother's original sauce is the basis of our JR's original. I came up with the idea for the, uh, the jalapeno honey mustard because I was trying to keep eating so much damn mayonnaise. I don't eat mayonnaise at all anymore. So, uh, our mustard is the name is a trick. It's great. Jalapeno honey mustard. Wonderful. So at any event, uh, check it out if you can grilling season. I'd love to be a part of your grill and send me some pictures on Twitter at JRSBBQ and we'll, we'll get them distributed as well. So thank you for considering that. Well, it's Pet Coon Goofy award time, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of candidates this week, but, uh, this one kind of takes the cake. A Georgia meteorologist says she received death threats for interrupting to issue a tornado warning, by the way, the masters, uh, she did it, did a break in, uh, during the last hour of the golf tournament as tiger woods was about to make his remarkable comeback and earn his first major championship in over a decade. So the channel, uh, managed to show the competition in a split screen to provide the warning about the violent storms heading across the South. People's lives are at stake, but there were some people that called the, the television station 
and they threatened this meteorologist. Uh, uh, she's Channel 46's Ella Dorsey, CBS 46 in Atlanta. Uh, and uh, this is so stupid. It threatened her life because it didn't go full screen with Tiger's putt. <laughs> and uh, Miss Dorsey, the meteorologist, had this to say to everyone sending me death threats right now. You wouldn't be saying a damn thing if a tornado was ravaging your home this afternoon. Lies are more important than five minutes of golf. Yes, but Ella, it's Tiger. So I'm with you, Ella. Glad you're doing your job and saving lives. Keep up the good work there at CBS 46 in Atlanta. And uh, keep doing your thing. We got you back, Ella. But whoever called in threatening someone's life, got to be pet cookie. Really glad you guys are with us here this week. Uh, still to come, Conrad Thompson. You're probably wondering why Conrad's not on at this very moment, and we haven't started our new podcast yet. We'll explain that to you, but it's basically we're waiting on various barristers to dot their I's and cross their T's. More on that very, very soon with Connie, my God. Your cheeks are huge. I just want to pinch them. Uh, this week in wrestling, 33 years ago. God almighty, this makes me feel old. <laughs> uh, 33 years ago in New Orleans, the Road Warriors defeated Magnum TA and Ronnie Garvin in the tournament final to win the very first Jim Crockett Sr. Memorial Tag Team Tournament. Uh, they won the cup. Remember it very well. Remember it very well. I remember that Watts thought that Shivani and I should be the ring announcers because they were, we weren't, they were, they might, I think they were taping it, but I don't think we were voicing it over at that point in time. And uh, Jimmy Crockett told Cowboy, said, my play-by-play guy is not a ring announcer. He's a play-by-play guy. And Bill, instead of blowing it up, got it, acquiesced, and I never had to do any more ring announcing. That wasn't my gig. I did it for a while, but, you know, that was, that was some, Boyd Pierce was the best at that. And then, of course, we had Reese Bowden there. But uh, anyway, I, I digress, as usual. But that was a big, 33 years ago. My God. I was in my early 30s. Yes. 32 years ago, I was still in my early 30s. <laughs> Funny place for this to happen, Muskogee, Oklahoma. I'm proud to be an Okie from Muskogee. Big Bubba Rogers defeated the one-man gang to win the Universal Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Championship. And uh, I remember calling that match. It was a hell of a wrestling match, folks. And Big Bubba and the gang pounded each other's ass. It wasn't fancy. It wasn't multiple high spot, high spot, high spot, high spot. Uh, sell for 30 seconds, high spot, high spot, high spot. It was a match that had physicality and psychology in, intertwined. It was wonderful. And I remember Dusty uh, called me and congratulated me. He said, you put on a clinic on how to call a championship match. I'm going to make David, talking about David Crockett and Tony, listen to it. I'm, I'm thinking, I don't say anything to him. I'm thinking, well, that's going to bury my ass with them. <laughs> I don't think it did too bad. At least not for long. But it was a great match. If you can find that match someplace, YouTube or WWE uh, uh, Network, 
It's worth the effort to find it. It's really, really good. 30 years ago in Greensboro, Sting and Lex Luger. See how Dusty made Sting whole? Following year, or two years after losing the uh, the first Crockett Cup, second Crockett Cup comes back around, and uh, Sting and Luger defeat Tully and Arn. So, uh, and I can promise you Tully and Arn made uh, Lex and Sting look much better than they probably were. And I think they would also agree with that. That's how good Tully and Arn were at their, at their craft. 20 years ago, we sad to say that we lost Rick Rude there. He's only 40 years old, had a heart attack, heart failure, a lot of complications, a lot of issues there regarding medications, et cetera. But to think Rick was only 40, was scary. 20 years ago, 19 years ago on Rawls Warfman State College, Pennsylvania, Chris Jericho defeated Triple H to win the WWF title only to lose it moments later, kids. And it was back around the waist of Triple H. I can't say as I remember that too clearly. State College is always hard to get to. Can't get there from here type thing. 19 years ago at the SmackDown taping in Philly, uh, Triple H defeated ECW champion Taz in a non-title match. And I read it, my notes here from our producers, I don't know if Raphael or Sean Creedle got me this, uh, that McMahon said on the Rise and Fall of the ECW DVD that he regretted this booking decision as it did not help Taz or ECW. True, it did not. Upon further review, Mr. McMahon is exactly spot on in that, that uh, uh, analogy. 17 years ago, WWE, WWF really, presented Backlash in the Kemper Arena in Kansas City. It was the first time that we've been went back there after Over the Edge for Owen Hart uh, tragically died in 99. Uh, I think it was also the last event we did under the WWF name as the British court decided a few weeks later that uh, WWE could no longer use the WWF name. It was confusing the marketplace from saving the animals. God. And the court system thinks we should believe that, that their honesty and integrity stands for everything above all. Are you kidding me? Come on. Confusing the marketplace. And by the way, uh, on that event uh, in uh, Kansas City, Kemper, uh, was Hulk Hogan defeating Triple H to win the undisputed WWF championship. You know, it brings me to think, I'm not a big fan of the, well, you got a universal title, WWE. You got too many titles water them down, man. And I would love to have the WWE have one primary champion in every division. And, and they, they travel with that belt. That title gets a belt. I can say belt if I want to here. Uh, continuing with this week in wrestling, 15 years ago, uh, WWE presented a backlash in the Rexall Place in Edmonton, Alberta. I remember going to that event. I think we flew into Calgary, and McMahon and I were riding together, two of us, and we got to. I got to experience the first time the Northern Lights with uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Uh, but that was a big event. Randy Orton defeated Cactus Jack in a hardcore match to retain the WWE Intercontinental title. But the big news uh, on this week in history, 14 years ago, see, 14 years ago, maybe in my early 50s, it says here that Jim Ross defeated Triple H in a no-disqualification match on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, went on last, sold out, yeah. Turn away people. They were people crying. Never seen so damn many people. 
I got color, yeah, yeah, I got color. Bleeding like a hog, scared my wife for real. And I, I won thanks to Dave Batista and I don't know if it was a chair or a <laughs> or a sledgehammer, but it set up the Triple H Batista thing really well because Batista pulled my arm over Triple H who he had knocked out, and I got the Duke. And the crowd went wild, just wild. It was kind of a scary night. I will say this, Triple H took good care of me. The punches are snug, but safe. When I couldn't get my, uh, my apparatus to do the damage, he had his apparatus to make sure that we got the appropriate amount of clarent, of blood that we needed for the effect. 12 years ago in Raw in London, I, this is another big memory for me. Shawn Michaels defeated WWE champion John Cena in an hour-long non-title match. It may be the best match ever on Monday Night Raw. And one of the reasons, because obviously the skill set of both men, including Shawn Michaels, who arguably is the best ever, along with the Nate, uh, and they had an hour, they had time to tell a really cool story. I love that match. Another one you should go check out on WWE Network. Good stuff. Three years ago, our, our friend Joni Lauer passed away, China. A uh, lot of issues there. Don't need to go into all that history. Uh, and I just felt so bad that she couldn't find happiness. And I spent so much time with her that it almost got to where I was, I kind of dreaded going to TV because even though she wasn't being used, I knew she would be there. And, uh, and I needed to spend a lot of time with her because she was going through a breakup and, you know, she was contract was coming to an end and there's a lot of stressful things, you know, being a woman in wrestling, especially in that era too, was wasn't easy. So I, I uh, always liked Joni. I felt badly for it. Her heart was broken and she was not responding well to it. And I'm sure a lot of us can understand, can relate to a broken heart and how we responded. And then finally, uh, this week in wrestling, uh, we talked about him a lot over the weekend in his, in his area, his home area, the great Bruno San Martino passed away one year ago this week and, uh, an honor, a more honorable man in pro wrestling. I've never met the great Bruno San Martino. And let's take a quick look at the birthdays. Roddy Piper birthday today would have been 65 died in 2015 of a heart attack. Loved Hot Rod. We built a good relationship over time because I was office and, and uh, Hot Rod didn't trust anybody that was quote unquote office, but I earned his trust and it lasted. Funny how that works, huh? I mentioned earlier the, the big show coming to Detroit, Legends of Wrestling. Steve Lombardi is a Detroit guy. The Brooklyn Brawler will be uh, 58 years old on Thursday. Happy birthday to the Brawler. I wonder when he's going to write his book. Or has he? I don't know. I'd have, I'd help him promote it. He'd get on the show. We'd talk about it. Because you'd think he'd have more stories than just about anybody. He had, I mean, he really, his journey in WWE, WWF, a whole nine yards is pretty extraordinary. Uh, on Friday, Jesse Carter, the son of Vader, who'll be 33, good kid. I helped recruit him to OU. Uh, and uh, um, I, I picked him and his dad up at the airport in Oklahoma city cause Leon had lost his license. <laughs> so Jesse was a top offensive line play center. He got hurt, uh, at OU and got a medical hardship 
So he, he stayed under scholarship, but medical, whatever it was, he couldn't play because of his medical issues. Great kid. And he's got a book out now about his dad. You should check it out. Vader. I got a copy of it. I'm enjoying it. I, I love Leon. Even though he was a, he could be a giant pain in the ass sometimes. I loved him. You just, he was exactly what Bill Watson t- was teaching me when I was younger, that, that athletic super heavyweight guys uh, will always have significant value in the wrestling business if their skill set is commensurate with their size. In other words, you can't just be a big guy, a big fat slob, and you're automatically going to get over. That ain't, that ain't it. But big athletic men, super heavyweight size guys, big heavyweights are, uh, are a commodity. Always have been, always will be, folks. And they got, and I ain't taking shots at the smaller guys. Grow up. It's a fact of life. On Saturday, Kurt Hawkins will be 34. Garrett Bischoff, the son of Eric, 35. On Sunday, Nikki Cross, 30. Uh, by the way, she's married to Sanity's Killian Dane. So I'd throw that in, a little pop culture reference. Uh, Brutus Beefcake uh, just went in the Hall of Fame. He'll be 62 on Sunday. Uh, so a former tag champ in WWE. Brother Brutai, as Hogan would call him. Congratulations to him on the Hall of Fame. On Monday, I always like this dude, Ezekiel Jackson, uh, former Intercontinental Champion. Do you know that? Remember that? And ECW Champion. Powerhouse. Guy. Nice man. Uh, I'm very excited about the addition to uh, Britt Baker to uh, AEW's roster. She's 28 years old on Tuesday. She's got a magnificent opportunity to have a terrific career ahead of her. Smart. She's a dentist, you know. She's from the Pittsburgh area. I got asked a lot of questions about her while I was in the, at the Steel City Comic Con. I think she's going to be a big star. I like Moose, former NFL player. I want to show you a couple times. I think he's thirty-five on Tuesday. Big, big. He's a big athlete, six-five, six-six. You know, two seventy-five. You know, whatever. He's a massive guy. That's they get more of a look than a lot of the smaller guys, whether it be right or wrong. You want that turn your head, I made you look factor when you're walking down the airport type thing. John Cena, one of our great signees, man, that was made me look good on our, on our team when we signed John Cena. Uh, and that class is still contributing that, that one class of Lesnar, Orton, Cena, Batista, and Shelton Benjamin still got their toe in the water and are still have value. So proud of that class. John Cena, 42 on Tuesday. Happy birthday, big boy. Terry Bam Bam Gordy would have been 58 on uh, Tuesday. He passed away in 2001. So uh, went to Hall of Fame in WWE in 2016 with Michael Hayes and uh, Buddy Roberts. Hell, probably as a super heavyweight guy, 300 pounds, Bam Bam was often. Uh, Probably as athletic and has as good a timing as I can remember seeing at that size. I mean, natural. Not something that anybody can take credit for teaching. He had it from day one. And his it factor just kept growing. One of the best. Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Uh, Tony Atlas, former tag champ. Hall of Famer in 2006. 65 years old. Don't look at day over 40. On Tuesday, it'll be his birthday. So, Tony, uh, 
Happy birthday, buddy. And for all you folks celebrating birthdays, remember this. Good old JR's got the cake. It can be a little frustrating, especially if you're in a hurry or running late, to find yourself at a railway crossing waiting for a train. If the signals are going and the train's not even there yet, you can feel a bit tempted to try and sneak across the tracks. Well, don't. Ever. Trains are often going a lot faster than you expect them to be. And they cannot stop. Even if the engineer hits the brakes right away, it can take a train over a mile to stop. By that time, what used to be your car is just a crushed hunk of metal. And what used to be you, well, better not think about that. The point is, you can't know how quickly the train will arrive. The train can't stop even if it sees you. The result is disaster. If the signals are on, the train is on its way. And you just need to remember one thing. Stop. Trains can't. You've got mail. I really enjoyed our conversation earlier with Cody Rhodes. Big things on the horizon of this company. Because that's the only way it's going to make it happen. The only way it's going to be successful. Big things have to happen. And for big things to happen, people got to have big thoughts and open-mindedness, willing to try new things. I sure as hell am. I'm excited about all this. Uh, and still to come, Conrad Thompson momentarily. But right now it's time for the mailbag. Got a few mailbag questions that we'll, we'll squeeze in here. Uh, the Jim Ross report at gmail.com is how you reach the show. And no matter when Conrad and I launch, uh, we'll be right here. Same RSS feed. So, but you can send me your, your, uh, feedback, your questions, whatever ideas, suggestions to the Jim Ross report at gmail.com. Uh, and we right now at, and a new episode is going to escape every Wednesday. I think that's going to stay the same, but again, this whole thing is a work in progress. So let's take a look at the uh, mailbag. Uh, this is from Spencer Grossvenar. Well, I got that. Didn't butcher it too bad, Spencer. I want to say thank you to Jerry Lawler and yourself for an awesome show at the Gotham Comedy Club, WrestleMania weekend, and allowing us to pick your, your brains. Uh, many questions were answered that day, and I figured I could ask you just one more uh, thoughts, stories on the late Mean Gene. I love Gene. The last time I saw Gene was at Thanksgiving weekend uh, with the fine folks there at Russellcade in Winston-Salem. Uh, it was the weekend of the OU West Virginia football game. Gene and I had uh, a few cocktails. Uh, we laughed at st- stories that we told each other 10 times each, and we still laughed. Uh, he was just a – Gene was, a, was the kind of guy that you would always go out of your way or make a point of connecting with if you're in the same place at the same time. Uh, he's just a wonderful guy. And uh, I, I miss him. Uh, he loved the fans. He's funny. You know, he just, uh, he had a run, man. He had a great run. And there's nobody ever been better than Mean Gene uh, as an interviewer, backstage interviewer, in-ring interviewer. He's the best. And anybody that does this for a living should look at his Gene. And look at, watch Gene when he's interviewing somebody. And he, the, other, the talent's going to be talking. The, the interviewee is going to be talking, but watch how Gene interacts facially, body English, etc., eyes to the reaction. 
it's just amazing. He said he's, he's an art, is an art form. So, uh, good question, Spencer. Love, love Gene, love Gene. Uh, and I, I appreciate you're going to be listening to grilling Jr. hopefully starting next week. Uh, Stevie young is from uh, Maryland. Long time listener. He says, uh, wondering if sting had made his jump, uh, after his contract ended with WCW and he went straight to WWE would Vince have booked him sting like a top guy. Absolutely. There's a, sometimes the, the, I think things get blown out of proportion when you, when it comes to would McMahon promote this guy because he was really made in the, in WCW. It's about business and that's all it's about. If Vince would have thought that Sting could have sold merchandise and tickets and pay-per-views and been a viable member, if not overexposed to WWE at that point in his career, you can bet your ass Sting would have been there in that role. But it takes two to tango. He wasn't. Steve was not ready to get off the, you know, to get off, come back on the road for us. Uh, just wasn't the timing didn't work out. It's unfortunate, but there's no doubt in my mind because I talked to Vince too many times about Steve Borden. And to tell him the the class and the character and the, the value that he would have in a locker room because of his maturity and his professionalism. Vince is well aware. Continuing with the mailbag, this from Ian Westerland. Ian lives in Australia. He's got the Sovereign Awkward audio version. He says he really loves it, likes the fact that I read it. And he said my voice helped him uh, uh, enjoy the book more. I appreciate that, Ian. And uh, But this is the part about this uh, question or this statement from Ian that I really appreciate and respect. It's humbling. Uh, you might not realize it, JR, but one of your talents is being able to make people feel like we are ringside with you at the various venues. I am totally blind and have never, ever seen a wrestling match. Although I have been to a few events in Australia. And then he closed it up with this one. And I appreciate that. I get a lot of, I've gotten a lot of feedback over the years from blind fans that, uh, think my calls are more descriptive. And one of the reasons for that is how I was raised in the Oklahoma, the Hills of Oklahoma, telling stories. We didn't have a lot of entertainment outlets. We talked, we communicated, and that was big. Uh, and the other thing is my first broadcast partner was Leroy McGurk the owner and promoter of the championship wrestling based in Tulsa ended up becoming partners with Bill Watts, but Leroy was my first broadcast partner and Leroy was totally blind. So I had to be more descriptive to, to bring my partner into the uh, process on television. But I appreciate Ian, your, your comments there very much. And finally from uh, Patterson Gaiden, G A Y D E N Patterson says that WWE has trouble developing and highlighting tag teams have for a while with so many talented teams on the payroll would it benefit WWE to take a page out of NXT's playbook and create a tournament? Well, here's the deal, Gaden. I don't, anything that they can do to enhance the awareness, uh, of their tag teams, they should do. If that's a tournament and that makes sense, then so be it. Uh, there, you can't, you can't make something an seemingly an afterthought or a low priority and get fans to buy into it. They're just not going to do that anymore. Uh, our fans, our society, we're all spoiled to a certain degree. Do you think my Sooner fans are going to be happy with anything less than 10 or 11 wins for the Sooners? Hell no. No. Sorry. 
Ain't saying it's right. I'm not. I'm not. Not embellishing it. What it is is what it is. So uh, the tag teams can be built, in my view, if the effort and the right personnel are managing the, that area, like they have been with the women of the WWE. There's no reason, no no reason, that tag teams in WWE can't be as viable as their female counterparts have become in the last year or so. Tag team wrestling has been around a whole hell of a lot longer than these women wrestling. There's a history there. And there's just all kinds of precedents that you can uh, achieve, try to achieve. I'm a big tag team guy. I like the tag teams. Some of the most fun times in my life were uh, calling matches involving uh, Midnight Express and Rock and Roll Express. And then the Fantastics came on the scene. Uh, the tag team thing could be hot. But you got to prioritize it to be hot. And you can't make it make me think that it's your afterthought of the day. And that's it for the mailbag. Again, uh, thank you very much for uh, s- submitting your questions. The Jim Ross Report at gmail.com is the address. And we'll uh, always appreciate your feedback, your comments. And we'll have more maybe, maybe next week. And then again, you never know. No, no, don't do this. Enough is enough. Man, oh man, Conrad Thompson, the pod father. Of our, of our wonderful genre. How you doing, Connie? Man, I'm good, dude. How are you? Good, thank you. Had a good weekend. I had a very successful uh, uh, Comic Con uh, near Pittsburgh and Monroeville. Great, great crowds. I can't, I tell you, this is really amazing. A lot of people who came to see us on uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday made a point of wearing AEW merch. And they right. want, that's, and that was what they wanted to talk about. It was overwhelming. I'm, pro- I'm not. It's not hyperbole. I was just. You, you probably. You may see it more than I do because I'm not as out as often as you guys are. They let me out of the home every now and then. But God, man, it was. A, it's, it got me excited. It is. It's super exciting, and I think a lot of wrestling fans are, are hopeful for you know what the future will be. I mean, at this point, we don't know much about AEW. We know who some of the players are, but we haven't seen anything yet. And you know, fans are, are really really excited to uh, to see what this looks like. Me included. Me too. Yeah, me too. I got asked a lot of questions. I didn't have a chance in hell of answering. I'm sorry. I don't know. Oh, you know? No, I don't know. I, 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 I know that the roster now is about 40 people. I didn't know that. Talent roster is growing every day, and and I know that because we're announcing a lot of those folks as appearing at Starcast, including Matt Jackson's favorite. Uh, I can't believe we were able to snag him, but the infamous Michael Nakazawa, who has become a character on and of his own. Uh, and then being elite YouTube series. So he'll be there and uh, a whole host of other folks that we've just announced, like Alicia Tout and Darby Allen and a whole bunch of uh, AEW talent now confirmed for Starcast as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be great. Are you pleased with how the uh, sales are going for uh, our visitors coming to Las Vegas for those four days? Or, are you are you where you want to be? Uh, or what's the status of that? Oh yeah, we're on track. We're where we want to be. You know, I had some goals coming into it and we've already hit those goals. Now we're just trying to, uh, to push on. We haven't quite yet gotten to uh, where we were in Chicago, but I feel like as we continue to uh, announce some events and announce some more superstars, we're going to eclipse Chicago and, and Las Vegas will prove to be even bigger than Chicago was. And that exceeded all of my expectations. Well, I tell you, I looking at the events and the folks you signed and the booking you've done is uh, nothing short of extraordinary. It's just a, I don't, if you're a wrestling fan and you can get to 
Las Vegas, you should do it. Uh, and you've got a chance to see the, the, the biggest stars in the, in the game, period, uh, at this event, at, at, at uh, StarCast, too. Uh, unfortunately, I can't sell you a ticket for the wrestling event because they're sold out. But uh, uh, if you can't be in Vegas, you and I were talking about this before you jumped on here, FIDAP, man. That FIDAP is a, is a godsend. No, it really is. I mean, it's super easy. You know, you know, I've talked about this just off air about how even when when I'm watching uh, something on fire over cellular, it still comes in crystal clear HD. Like, I don't even know how that's possible. You know, it sounds like I can't make a normal phone call, but for whatever reason, they've got some voodoo <laughs> magic in this fight app, and it comes through crystal clear. So we're encouraging everybody, if you can't make the pilgrimage to Las Vegas, and you certainly should if you can, it is a who's who and the place to be if you're a professional wrestling fan this Memorial Day weekend. It's Las Vegas, Caesars Palace. But if you can't join us, we'll just go to StarCastOnFight.com, and you can actually pre-order right now, and you'll get nearly 40 hours worth of content and really, really cool stuff. We're announcing the roast tomorrow, um, but we've got everything from you know the art of wrestling with Colt Cabana and the official press conference and weigh-ins for Double or Nothing. Arn Anderson on stage for the first time since he's out from under the WWE umbrella and the empty arena retrospective with Jerry Lawler and Terry Funk. We'll look at that new Nitro book with Eric Bischoff and a whole host of characters who were behind the scenes in WCW. You are going to dust off the King maybe one last time for the last time. And can't got wait. Sting sitting down with Tony Schiavone and just, and that everything I just ran through, that's just one of the four days. There's other big stuff happening every day. Like, a live talk is Jericho or Bret Hart in his own words or an I Quit panel with Magnum TA and Tully Blanchard. Really, really good stuff. But we kicked the weekend off in style with Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat and yourself sitting down to discuss their series from 89. And that is a series of matches that, you know, a lot of people in the wrestling industry still look at and, and hold as the gold standard. Uh, and maybe you're more of a new generation fan. Well, we've got an evening with Cody and the Bucks as well. Uh, and they're going to sit down with Alex Marvez, your co-host for Double or Nothing, and mm-hmm. they're going to explain how in the world we got here, you know, how All Elite became a thing and how Double or Nothing came to be. And it's going to be the place to be. But if you can't, then just go to StarCast on Fight. You can pre-order all these panels that I just ran through for one low price, just 59 bucks. And if you do it before Jeez. midnight on the 23rd, you're automatically entered in what we're calling a high roller contest. We'll fly you and a friend in from anywhere in the world, Get you front row tickets to Double or Nothing, a platinum band to all the events here, a meet and greet with every single performer at StarCast, even cover your hotel suite. So you're not out of anything. Just go place your order right now. Do a pre-order at StarCastOnFlight.com. Going to be so much fun. And, boy, and Vegas is, you know, Vegas, man. And, and I can only imagine that people are going to come back, fans are going to come back, big smiles on their face with a camera full of uh, selfies and candid photos, et cetera, et cetera, and experiences that's going to last a lifetime. And again, uh, folks, Vegas is great any time of the year, getting out there in May before it gets boiling hot. Not a bad idea. Conrad's got the best hotels in town all hooked up. Uh, Conrad, you get, you still have your deals on hotels uh, and stuff like that? Or are, are they are they doing well too? Yeah, well, we've sold out most of them, but we still have some room blocks available. All the discounts and deals are over at StarCast.com. That's S-T-A-R-R-C-A-S-T.com. And, you know, that is a holiday weekend. So a lot of your resorts, you know, they don't discount any anything on the holiday weekend. And then on top of that, they hit you with what they call a daily resort fee. And at most properties, <laughs> that's about 40 bucks. We managed to find some hotels who would waive the resort fee 
and get you a room as low as $79 a night. And, and not Jeez. just a dump, but a nice room with a suite and the whole thing. So uh, I've been to Vegas a bunch, and I've seen most of those properties. And to be able to slide in for you know $400 for the weekend, that's that's pretty incredible to do. That You're usually looking at that for just a single night. So if you haven't already, go check out all the travel deals. You can discounts on airfare, rental cars, the whole thing at StarCast.com. Yeah, it's going to be great, man. I really appreciate the uh, opportunity to – I'm glad you booked me. I'm glad to be there. I'm glad to be a part of it. I'll always say, and I believe this, and I know part of it's ego driven. Uh, so I'll full transparency here. The flare steamboats trilogy in 89 is a match that a lot of talents have come to me in my, since then and say, that's one of the primary motivators that I've used to motivate myself to train, to get better, to get in the wrestling business in general, et cetera, et cetera. And for those that believe that nothing will ever replicate or come close to the three matches that uh, Kenny Omega and Kazuchika Okada had. I'm sorry. This is there. This is they're, they're in the same conversation. So if you fell in love with the three matches of those guys in new Japan, you need to watch the 89 series of flair and, uh, and steamboat three different venues, three different sets of circumstances, three different types of matches. They told a different story every time. And, uh, it, it was a classic example of this is how a professional wrestling match should be designed and executed. Nothing like it. I promise you. Yeah. And, and to have all the main players there, you know, you'll be there. And of course, steamboat and player will be there. And even Dave Meltzer, our buddy, Dave was sitting ringside for one of those and, and he'll be at Starcast too. And to put all those players back together again and, we're even going to have the championship belt that they fought for in that trilogy, what we call Ooh. the big gold belt, mm. uh, not a replica. The real deal will be there. So uh, it, it is a, a fun little fantasy camp for wrestling fans where you get to sort of meet some of your heroes and, and have unique experiences and pictures. But the big thing to me is, is the stories that are going to come out on those two stages is something else, man. So join us if you haven't made plans to already at StarCastOnFight.com. Yeah. Once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Folks, I don't want to be morbid, uh, but just being honest, you know, none of us that are listening to this right now are getting any younger. Uh, you know, God bless us for long, longer lives and good health, but things happen that we can't control. I can speak to that personally. So the issue is, is that don't miss an opportunity to have that once-in-a-lifetime moment because more than likely – once in a lifetime moment is just that. It's going to happen one time. Be a part of it. So I uh, hope to see you out there, Conrad. The big news here, though, on this show today is is Nick Saban going to have hip surgery. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I uh, I don't think that's going to slow him down a bit, one way or another. I, no. I think the big news is you and I thought that today's show would have a slightly different format, but oh, yeah. uh, we're, we're going to get there. I want to assure everybody that we're working diligently. You may have even heard a beep earlier on when we started this conversation. That was actually our attorneys who are actively working <laughs> on ironing out this contract. I've been on more conference calls than Nick Saban during recruiting season this week, trying to make <laughs> this work, uh, but we're going to make it work. I'm just as excited about this format as I've ever been. Uh, just to kind of catch everybody up, we're we're really going to borrow a page from something to wrestle where we double down on nostalgia, and and I sort of grill Jr. about what really happened. You know, we've we've seen the shoot interviews, we we've heard the interviews, we've read the books, we've read the newsletters, but what really happened, and and what couldn't Jr. share before because he was quote unquote office that maybe he can he can share now. So yeah, I hope so. I'm looking forward to this, and uh, I hope our fans 
who are tuned into this podcast now will stay with us. I know we've gotten a lot of questions online like, hey, where can I go subscribe? If you're subscribed to this, you're already subscribed. We're going to use this exact same RSS feed. So you don't need to do anything different. Just tell your friends, subscribe to the Ross Report right now, and this will all look and feel and sound a little differently, but it's right here at this same spot where you're listening right now. And hopefully we start next week if the lawyers can uh, come to agreement on what to have for lunch. So we'll let you know. If not, we'll continue to uh, bury them. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, what I'm excited about is is if it does happen next week, what we talked about is I'm going to have to come out to Oklahoma and help you set up your rig, and you're going to yep. get to show me some of uh, Oklahoma barbecue that maybe I haven't experienced before. Yeah, I'm looking I'm forward in. to that. Yeah, I've got, we got it. We, we got this. I got, I got this, Connie. You just let me know, and I'll – I'll pick you up in my used Escalade, and uh, we'll act like we're neither one are married. <laughs> no kidding. I don't get your ass well, divorced. <laughs> no, I was going to say, uh, she's not listening, but somebody's going to tag her in there. Of course. So of course I'm they very will. happily married. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Come on. You are happily married, and I'm proud of you for it, and you're a great role model for me in that regard. So if I ever <laughs> marry again, first of all, if I ever marry again, you have my permission to bitch slap me as many times as you want. Make me feel like shimp. In a Three Stooges routine, because I don't think that's... Well, if you ever uh, get tired of being happy, maybe you two will get married. <laughs> hey, uh, oh, yeah. Megan, that was Conrad that said that, not JR. Uh, it was. Yeah. Well, listen, man, uh, get back to selling mortgages and uh, doing your business. Uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm happy to... I'm excited about our project. Uh, somebody else asked me at the, at the Comic Con. I'll ask you before we get off here. Uh, what's the status of, of your podcast with Bruce, with him back in WWE? Are you still going to be able to do that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, Good. we haven't changed anything. You know, we're going to have to slow down some of the live shows. As you know, he's on yep. an incredible grind right now where, mm-hmm. you know, he left for TV this week on Sunday morning and he won't be back home until Saturday morning. And then he'll, you know, wash laundry and leave again on Sunday. So that's his life now. So it has changed the way and, and the manner in which we have to record the show. But we're still going to you know, be committed to Fridays at noon every single Friday. Uh, but I'm glad you mentioned that because I have gotten a lot of people who thought maybe Bruce was out and you were in. No, somehow I'm going to find another three hours uh, a week to make this happen. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and you're finally going to get some high-level talent that, that can be produced. There and you kick go. Ass every goddamn there week. There you go. Come on, baby. Uh, I love it. Uh, I, uh, I'm headed to Atlanta this week to do a little uh, walkthrough with my new broadcast partners and see how – uh, the three of us are going to sound on tape. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about that because it's the unknown. I don't know that Alex or, or Excalibur have either done a lot of pro wrestling commentary, and certainly not the well, level that we're going to we're going to venture into uh, in in about you know five weeks or yeah, middle of May. Uh, so I'm I think you're going to be surprised with Excalibur. Excalibur's been calling pro wrestling guerrilla, or as we call it, PWG. Right. And uh, you look at the guys who've come through that promotion over the years. It's a who's who, you know, based on every promotion, whether it's AEW or WWE or anybody in between. So he's uh, probably one of the more underrated commentators in the game, but Alex brings a little more mainstream approach with his uh, serious and NFL background. So it's going to be an interesting booth, to say the least, but I'm looking forward to the old black hat. That's going to be fun, man. (laughs) Call something new. It's like uh, Jim Hurd. I used to, I had so many partners in WCW. That sometimes Heard would say, uh, "Come to the come to the, the uh, events, the live clashes, pay per views, etc." And he would say, uh, "He tell the part my partner, so, somebody new, somebody sitting in for the first time, already nervous as a whore in church." He'd say, uh, 
when he points to you, you talk. Talking about me. So now, instead of, in addition to processing what I see on the monitor and trying to give you a narrative with the right tone, in inclination, timing, the whole nine yards, when I'm ready to, to segue you in, I got to point to you. You talk about a cluster. Good God almighty. Yeah. Yeah, so we're not going to have the, I ain't going to be pointing at anybody, but we're going to, uh, I think the practice a couple of days this week is going to be really good for us because everybody wants Conrad, no, the same as you, man. You and I are winners. We've been successful in a lot of different areas. I don't, I don't want to disappoint any fans with our efforts on this pay-per-view that's going to happen out of Las Vegas at all. So in order to get good at it, we got to, we got to get some practice time. You know, we got to get, we got to get, we got to get on the practice field and get this damn work done. So, anyhow. well, I don't have any doubt that you're going to get it done. You know, I mean, it's old hat for you, pardon the pun. And I know Excalibur <laughs> has, has tons of experience at that. I think the only thing that will maybe take a little time is just y'all's flow and your timing together. But yeah. I bet by the time, you know, Memorial Day rolls around, you guys are like Malone and Stockton. Y'all are going to be good to go. <laughs> yeah. We're going to pick and roll our ass to championship. Uh, I like it. Good. Yeah. All right, Connie. Hey, I, I appreciate you. I look forward to hopefully next week we get our start with our first episode. Again, as Conrad said, if you're listening to this one, you ain't got to do a damn thing but tell your neighbors about it and get them to listen as well and, the, and the subscribe for free. And I will promise you this, ladies and gentlemen, Conrad will back me up on this. It's worth every cent you pay to subscribe. Every cent. Because it's free. No, I, to I totally agree. And you know what? I think we ought to get fans sort of excited about what it could be. And I'm going to suggest right now that you go ahead and tweet JR or myself. Of course, you know JR's handle, but I'm, hey, hey, it's Conrad. Let us know what you'd like our first episodes to be on. You know, we're yeah. going to try to pick out maybe our first five or six. And uh, I'm curious, you know, when you get in your Wayback Machine and you go all the way back to Leroy, to Vince McMahon and everybody in between, yeah. there's a lot of ground to cover with JR. So what tickles your fancy? Throw us a tweet. Let us know what you want to hear. We'll make it happen. That's right. Conrad, thanks for jumping on, buddy. You're the, uh, uh, you know, you're, you are the, the grand Pope potentate, the podcast, the podfather, everything. So, uh, we're going to have a great year and we're going to have, we're going to have the hottest podcast on the radio, on the, on the, on, on the air period, because that, I, I told, I talked to Cody Rhodes about this. People were talking about, well, you, you guys the, the, just have a good show and, uh, you know, uh, it'll all be okay. People are patient. No, they're not patient. And, and it's like that commercial. So the guy goes to the hospital. He's sitting in the doctor in the in the hospital bed. How's Doctor So and So? He's okay, just okay. Yeah. So just okay for my for our, our broadcast team. Just okay for the matches from bell to bell. Ain't gonna get it. And those that can't handle that pressure need to go sit down someplace else. Simple. We got to be really good. And if we're not, then you know. I'm not gonna, I'll have some sleepless nights because I'm still as competitive as I ever was. And I really want this to be great, Conrad, because it's going to be good for all of us and for all the fans if the AEW is a success. Well, man, I'm confident that AEW is going to be a success and the double or nothing is going to be a home run. But based on your speech right there, I feel like I need to hang up and get to work on StarCast. I'm feeling the pressure. <laughs> all right, man. Hey, look, thank you uh, for your time. And I'll, I'll see you sooner than later. And I'm sure we're going to be talking uh, – uh, in the next few days, about next week. Man, I'm looking forward to it. And, and if you can hear my voice right now, uh, stay tuned to your internet machine. Tomorrow afternoon, the biggest announcement ever for Starcast is coming your way. All right, man. Hey, look, have a good uh, have a good day. Appreciate you very much, and uh, I'll be talking to you soon. 
Thanks, man. Talk to you okay. soon. Thanks for okay, having bye-bye. me. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Well, it's always good to catch up with the uh, Podfather. I love those chains. They're so full, tender, succulent. Succulent. For God's sakes, where'd that come from? Connie. Connie's got his hands full, but man, he's a he's a player. He's a five-star recruit, kids. And uh, it's going to be fun out there in Las Vegas with him and his crew and uh, good folks working with him, for him. So I'm, I'm excited about StarCast 2. And certainly StarCast on Fight is a, with a godsend because you, if you can't make it to Vegas, like we said, you can see all of it in your comfort of your own home, as we used to say. So thanks, Conrad, for your time. Appreciate it, buddy, as always. Folks, uh, again, you heard us talk about our podcast. Conrad and I are definitely going to do a new podcast. We will have a new format. We may retain some elements of this show. I'm not sure yet. Uh, uh, Conrad's the call to place in this deal, So, uh, which is exactly what I needed and wanted. And uh, we're going to have some fun with this thing because now I can concentrate on the creative part and not on business and structure and all these type of things that I – rather not do uh appreciate you guys uh, rating and subscribing in apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher tune in spotify or wherever you get your podcast our show uh if you subscribe to this as you heard us talk about uh subscribe here the new show will come right along automatically seamlessly or if you've already subscribed to this show then you're you're, you're in uh and those five-star ratings are very important too as well so we thank you for that uh, we still plan on the show escaping every Wednesday. That's our goal right now. It may be different. You know, and once we, uh, with all the Westwood one issues, uh, a structure, restructure, this new deal work out, it may be a different drop day. I'm not sure yet. And so there's that. And by the way, did you see my new t-shirt? I, I tweeted it out. Uh, I, uh, thought it was kind of cool. You know, you, you, the older you get, you think you should be used to some of this stuff, but to see your own shirt as if somebody actually cares enough about you to try to sell a shirt with you on it, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Uh, I found a home here at, at AEW. They wanted me on their team, and, and they went to great great measures to make sure that happened. I can't wait to get started. And we'll do some run-throughs uh, this weekend. So we'll hopefully have something to build on, no doubt, with uh, Excalibur and with Alex Marvez. So, folks, remember, uh, I'm on Twitter. I'll keep you updated on my travels and travails this week at JRSBBQ. I always want to thank uh, Dennis back in the studio and Sean Creedle in Baltimore for managing my uh, uh, social media stuff, excluding the Twitter. That's me. I'm, bl- I'm to blame for that. But Sean takes great care of us on f- uh, Facebook and Instagram. He's a Baltimore boy, one of Danny McDivitt's uh, accomplices at Maryland Championship Wrestling. Fine people, good friends, great friends. And then, of course, Rafael Morphy uh, was babysitting my big ass in uh, in Monroeville. <laughs> hey, we got to go eat three times at Permani Brothers. Ain't that bad. So uh, a lot of help. Got a lot of got a great, great team. And that's what it's all about. What kind of team are we going to build at AEW? What kind of talents are we going to secure for the foundation of this company? What kind of attitude are we going to see, hear, and feel in the locker room? Because, folks, remember, being pretty good in any phase of this operation isn't good enough. So for everybody here uh, at Westwood One, 
at the Cat in Oklahoma City. I'm good old J.R. Jim Ross saying thank you so much for spending some time with us. Uh, I will see you here next week. Maybe with Conrad, maybe not. We don't know. But uh, we're going to get this done and down, and it's going to be an ass kicker. A slobber knocker of a podcast is coming your way. So until then, remember our tomorrows are never guaranteed. I'm good old J.R. Jim Ross saying so long, everybody. This is Dennis Miller on the Dennis Miller Option. You will hear my uncensored take on current events, politics, pop culture, and anything else that crosses my mind. Our friend Dana Carvey has just called in. Look at you all grown up, church lady. Dream. Lady, lady is still angry. You know that? The Dennis Miller Option is free and easy to get on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from the Westwood One Podcast Network. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.